0: A sulky over funky, kinda hunky superhero A two-fisted
1: and electrically transisted superhero and exotically erotic and aquatic superhero The Marvel superheroes have
0: arrived Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV
1: podcast brought to you by Cinema Sanga. I am one of the co-hosts of this program. My name is Devin Faraci and joining me as he does every week... My name is Derek Faraci, and I am just an ass, an ass in the crack of humanity. Mm, you almost had that. I You almost had that. My tongue got in the way. We were right there. Yep. Mm. One day I'll do one without fumbling over it. That'll be fun. I feel like that would not work. I feel like your signature at this point is that you
0: have these reference intros that when nobody gets the references and also you fumble over them. I <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: It's like the magic of them. I'm truly the Andy Kindler of Marvel podcasts. <laughs> It'd be amazing if this podcast got big
0: enough that people made like a wiki and it was like a Wikipedia of all your references. That would be impressive.
1: Um, don't do that if you listen. No, no, don't. Um, if you have enough time to do that, do something else. Yeah. Volunteer There's so something. many better things you can do yeah. in the world. You know, i um, a lot of people
0: right now. I have in my hand
1: four pieces of candy corn, oh damn, and I'm eating them there you go. I like candy corn,
0: yeah, well, we both like candy corn. This is an incredibly uh touchy topic though, in the modern world, of course it is everything is,
1: but people really hate candy corn, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure somewhere out there is somebody who explains why hating candy corn is ableist or privileged, and we can all laugh at them sooner or later when that comes around on Twitter, and I'll be there. People really hate candy corn. They really hate circus peanuts. I love circus peanuts. We grew up... The thing is... We grew up we, in, in grandparents' homes who where they just had crystal chalices filled with candy corn and, and circus peanuts all year round.
0: All year round. And so <laughs> we grew up... Eating or stale M&M's. Uh-huh. That was there too, yeah. yeah. So we really grew up on that shit. So like, we really like that stuff, so... I right now have candy corn in my mouth right now.
1: Yeah, it was always there, and I've got the teeth to prove it. That's sad. I know.
0: I have very um, bad
1: teeth. Well, how's your life besides your bad teeth? Uh, it's good. It's going well. Can't Tell complain. Me about it. Tell me about it. There's not much to say, you know, which is how I like it. I like it quiet, and it's been quiet. There's a new episode of Doom Patrol. I haven't watched it yet. I'm very excited. I'm probably going to watch it tomorrow. Mm. But uh, I have not watched it yet. I watched um, season two of Love on the Spectrum. How was that? It's great. Yeah? Have you watched that show? No, I have not.
0: It's this Australian reality show. It's like closer to a documentary than a reality show, but I think it's all still also fake, you know what I mean, Like in terms of like things are set up. Yeah. And it's about people with um, autism trying to find love. Okay. And it is the uh, most touching, sweetest uh, show. The, there's one of this. There's one main character, Michael, who's been on both seasons. Who um, uh, is I love him so much. He is such a delightful, sweetheart weirdo. Um, and uh, it's it can be heartbreaking to watch him try to find true love. Oh. But this season, characters from the first season got married, and I wept like a baby at their ceremony. Did you? <laughs> you go. There you go. But it's a really good show. I really recommend it. It's like six episodes each season. Um, it's like very gentle. You know, it's like
1: very gentle and very sweet. And is it, are they half hour episodes or hour episodes? 30 to 45 usually. Okay. That's like somewhere in that. There's so they have moves. It keeps moving.
0: It really does keep moving. I mean, like a lot of it is stuff that you can kind of like watch half attentively. Okay. You know what I mean? But there's like a lot of really sweet stuff. And there's some of these people are really um, true sweethearts and you're really rooting for them. Um and uh, they're often uh, very delightful, and they're often very funny. Okay. Uh, this, the, the, I think the best line from this season is uh, this guy, this autistic guy was going through a dating app and swiping, and he saw a dude with a hippie look, and uh, he said, you know, hippies were very helpful in the Cold War, but they're irrelevant now. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great.
1: That's really terrific. <laughs> Fuck, that's a great line.
0: I know. Uh, there's like a lot of stuff like that.
1: That's um, the kind of that's the kind of line where like writers around the world hear that and they're like, oh man,
0: <laughs> that's good. Oh, I wish
1: i thought of that. It's really good. I recommend yeah. it. It's really really sweet. I watched uh, the season finale of the other two today. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. So don't tell me what happens. Okay, I won't. It's very good though. Good, good final two episodes. It's been a good season. I hate that I put two at a time. It drives me fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they do that. You know? I really don't. like. It's not like there's like some kind of scheduling thing where they got to like no. make clear no. the way for something else. Like Just fucking put one a week, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. But they, that's how they do it. And then, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's a definitive third season coming, so we'll see. I was surprised you got a second season. Yes, I, I would... I, I suppose I was surprised it got a second season in that I hadn't heard of it until after the second season had been announced and I guess was filming already because I watched the first season maybe two months ago. So yeah, it was the first season nobody knew about. It was really like uh, the best kept secret in comedy. I feel like, yeah, and the show is so fucking funny. It's but I guess so, like unbelievably funny. Uh, Olivia Colman was a big fan of it. Apparently, is what I was reading today. Oh, really? That she went around in interviews and kept talking about it for a while. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. I always like when actors or celebrities of any kind just kind of start pushing something they like just because they like it.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: I get real like that. And when they show up and stuff and you know they showed up and it just because they like what right. it is. But they like what it is or they want to help out their
0: friends or whatever. Yeah. That's always very
1: adorable. Like when, when Meatloaf was on Ghost Hunters and. They cut to him and he's like, Why am I why I'm on the on the show? Because I'm famous and I I watch it and I called and said, Can I be on? <laughs> I was like, that's the best way to do things if you're that's, famous. Why that's, not?
0: That's the whole point of being famous, I feel like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So are we gonna talk
0: about that. the um the really upsetting uh
1: news today? I don't know if maybe. Are we thinking I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking? I mean, it's like the most
0: upsetting thing that has happened in a a minute. Like, it's really a big fucking deal, and it's not the kind of thing we talk
1: about in the show. Oh, we'd be remiss to um, (laughs) not discuss this. The uh, the whitewashing of Mario and Luigi, the
0: the casting of Chris Pratt as Mario. Yep, that's the craziest bad casting anyone
1: has ever done. Ever. That's the kind of casting that, like, in a TV show when they're they're going to cut to like a shot of a movie that doesn't exist and show you how bad movies can be. That's what it would be. Chris Pratt with a big fake black mustache on, dressed as Mario. And he's like, it's a me, Mario. Well, it's like it's like an, it's almost like an other two joke
0: where it's like it's like he's trying to get his agent on the phone. He's Like, I'm sorry. I'm just really up to my knees with this Chris Pratt Mo- Super Mario Brothers movie. He's like, what yeah. the fuck? I mean, obviously, it's an animated movie. Right. So that's like somebody Chris Pratt in a fucking mustache. It's going to be it's going to be. Yeah. Animated. yeah. This is an unreal casting. I mean, it's Chris
1: Pratt weird. as Mario is ludicrous. And and Charlie Day as Luigi, let's not leave that out. Like I actually don't mind that. I'm I minded in that it's it's like if you're thinking Charlie Day, right next to him is Danny DeVito. They work together. Like I mean, how do you not be like, "Oh, hey, Danny DeVito. Obviously, that should be Mario.
0: Obviously. So listen, the thing about Mario is that he's a racist character, right? From this jump, right? So the the Japanese uh, folks at Nintendo Corporation invented a, an Italian character and uh, truly he's he's like a, a a working class Italian man with a big cartoony mustache. It's problematic, right? But whatever. Whose name it is Mario Mario. Mario Mario, right? Yeah. So that's already a problem. But whatever. We'll, we'll, you know, we can move past this. It's not a problem. I don't think you need to cast an Italian as Mario, frankly. I think you know, it would be nice, but you don't have to. But I do think that you have to at least cast somebody who like – I, I just, It's like Chris Pratt is just so far away from anything that I would ever associate. Like it's so – it's like yeah. miles away. Like, like at least Charlie Day has like
1: the working class voice. He's got like a wild energy. You know, he's like, got a wild can energy. Can sort of he's see, from the Bronx yeah. too, so he's got like that New York energy to him and stuff. Yeah, so you like, could hey, see yeah. that.
0: But like Mario's yeah. not like a heroic guy. Mario no. is like a working class guy who gets into these situations
1: and like, you know what I mean? Like he's not like, he well, like to, a- to be fair, there's not much explanation about Mario in the games. Let's be honest. Like, this is something I was thinking about today after the announcement. I was like, I always think of Mario as being from New York, but I think of that because of the cartoon in like the eighties where he was played by captain Lou Albano. And then he me. he's like, I don't know in the games they ever say he's from New York. He's just Mario. He's a plumber, and that's it. Like, And he yeah, says it's, it's a me Mario. He's got an Italian accent, so it suggests that he's from
0: Italy. It does seem that he actually is from Italy. I um, mean, that is my actual assumption. I think that in general um, – It, it – uh, He's from nowhere, right? I mean, like, yeah. like his whole world is meaningless. Um, so there is no real backstory. Anything backstory has been added by other things because even the movies themselves, the, the games themselves, don't give much backstory in any meaningful way. Even later, it's not the ones I
1: played. Yeah, I don't know if maybe Paper Mario, which is more RPG, if those give more info. Paper Mario is the deep story about Mario's early traumas. Yeah, it's for really all an- I know, it does. <laughs>
0: Paper Mario, <laughs> Paper Mario is really a meditation on
1: loss. For all I know, they could be. Who knows? Um, well, I thought that was uh, Luigi's mansion because <laughs> he's dealing with the ghosts of. of so the I don't mind
0: there. Charlie Day because Charlie Day's got like energy. I'm not even going to be that upset about Anya Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. I mean, Jack Black's a pretty good Bowser.
1: I mean, Princess Peach is from a, a fake world, right? So she can be anything. She can be anybody.
0: Yeah, she can be anybody. That's fine. I think that Seth Rogen's interesting as Donkey Kong. Yeah, I guess.
1: Like none of the names were very exciting to me. They're all like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Except like Chris Pratt is like, come on, seriously? Like-?
0: Yeah. The rest of it is sort of like, man, whatever.
1: Um, uh, this is only this yeah. bullshit. I audience. mean, it, it reads like a list where they put into a computer, okay, who's going to hit the most markets? Well, that's what it definitely is. It's one
0: hundred percent. That's how uh, that's how Illumination does their voice casting, and that's yeah. Illumination's making this movie, and that is how they do their voice casting. It's like, well, what's where's where's the money? What's the what are the names? But it's Chris Pratt as Mario. Is just so. I mean, like it's a fundamental reimagining of that character. Yep. Yeah. Like a fundamental, like you because Chris Pratt, his voice is like all American good guy voice, yeah. you know, um, or he's all American dummy. He's one or the other, but he's all American. Yeah. And um, Mario's not, and he doesn't have an accent. And I don't know why you hire Chris Pratt to do a fucking Italian
1: accent for an entire movie. Uh, that just seems crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If he's going to do an Italian accent, or is, is he going to do a New York accent, or is he just going to do himself? Who knows?
0: He's just let's not forget himself. the
1: live-action movie. They were also New Yorkers in that. Yeah,
0: I mean, the live-action movie is so
1: unbelievably bad. Um, and there's At a- least the live-action movie is like interesting bad. It's really That's weird, something. yeah. It's real weird. Like They really went crazy with it. It's like, hey, at least you, you had a thought process somewhere. It's terrible, but... You got real weird with it, so good for you.
0: Well, it's interesting because I feel like Nintendo um, has never, ever been able to do anything good with Mario outside of the games. Um, Uh, I think you forget about the cereal. Well, so there's the cereal. uh, (laughs) And then there's the Captain Lou Albano TV
1: show, which was good. Which, was it good or was it just on... I think that's the question.
0: Uh, I recently watched some segments of it because I had that exact question, and I decided to – every now and again, I decided to subject my millennial girlfriend to some bullshit from the mid-80s.
1: <laughs> every now and then, again, being every three or four hours.
0: Uh, And it really is that sense of like, oh, you millennials like to do the 80s nostalgia? Here's some real 80s shit. It's Captain yeah. Lou Albano playing Super Mario with increasingly bizarre guests. Yes. Um, and – uh so he um, he he's pretty good. There's some pretty good segments. He's like pretty weird. And it has like that low budge kid show energy that really is delightful because like there's this sense that nobody's paying attention. So they're kind of just doing whatever they want. Do you Dracula re- is a guest in a number of episodes? Yes, Dracula. I remember Dracula, <laughs> a number of episodes, not
1: more than yeah. more than one. Yeah. Do you remember there was a kid show on Channel 9 WWOR before well before it became whatever it became? I can't remember what it became. But uh, it was a kid show. It was called like Steam Pipe Alley or something like that, and and Mario Cantone was the host, and it was my favorite show when oh, I was yeah, a kid. I remember that. Yeah, because the entire show was Mario Cantone surrounded by children yelling at the children. Yeah, just just you could tell he hated the job. He hated the children, but he liked being paid, so he did it. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was called Steam Pipe Alley, but I can't be sure. There was a weird thing in the 80s where like every kid show was about people that lived in basements or in alleyways and yelled at children. That was pretty much like all the, all the kid shows for a while. It was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, Steve Bive Alley is the name of the show and it was hosted by um, by Mario Cantone.
1: Yeah. It was
0: uh, – yeah, they would have um, – Also guests. a very
1: good choice for Mario, by the way, would be Mario Cantone.
0: They would have guests. They would do segments like comedy segments and then they would also show cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, so they show sure like classic like Looney Tunes or Fleischer cartoons, the stuff yeah. that they had like running around. But like their guests were ludicrous.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that show was... had like like like, Steampipe Alley had like punk bands on as guests, or like like pop new wave bands and stuff. It was real weird. I don't remember that, but I do remember and Cantone doing a bunch of really weird characters. Yes, he would
0: do weird characters. Yeah. Um, he did a Sammy Davis Jr. character. I wonder if he did that in blackface or not.
1: There's like it's like it could go
0: either way. Frankly, I really, don't, I really don't want to
1: destroy Mario Kentone's career. <laughs> With the Sex and the City coming back, he's like he's about to get paid again.
0: When I'm looking this, I'm trying to find a picture of his of his Sammy Davis Jr. character. Sammy Sammy Jr. was his name. Um. No, it does not look like he did it in blackface. So good for Mario Cantone. 1989, mm. Mario Cantone knew that blackface
1: was bad. Did there not was, do blackface on a children's show. There was Frankie D, which was a Frank Sinatra parody. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rivers, the brother of Joan Rivers. Yeah, and he had <laughs> Julia <Children. laughs> like, this was a This was a show for like, nine year, like, like pre-teens, like nine-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what we should do? We should do like a Rex Reed bit. Yeah. Like, re- like what a weird thing what a weird show all right do we have any star wars news uh no because this is about marvel (laughs) 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 you may be very worried there for a second
0: my brain my brain is mush
1: (laughs) do we have any marvel news yes we do what do we got uh, Chloe Bennett took to Instagram to make a video begging people to leave her alone about Secret Invasion that she has Indeed. nothing to do with it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah. Poor, yeah. poor kid. Yeah, like I, I feel bad for her. Yeah, it's a rough day. It's really it sucks on a couple of levels. It sucks. Um,
0: she's being harassed. It sucks. That sucks. Like. An endless number of questions that you've already answered again and again and again, and people won't believe you. That sucks. But yeah. it also sucks because all you have to, you spending all of your time telling people, "No, I don't have a job. No, I don't you have, have a have job. job." Well, she no, just I quit don't. a
1: job, so
0: that's why everybody yeah. thought, right?
1: Yeah, because she she was on that uh, Powerpuff Girls show, and then she quit when they decided to retool the, the, right. the pilot. And so everyone's like, she must be part of Secret Invasion. That's why. And now she's like, "No, leave me alone." I just didn't want to do Powerpuff Girls. Boy, oh boy, boy, but, oh boy. And also, there is always, unfortunately, we live in the 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 time where she could be lying.
0: She on a hundred percent could be lying.
1: Yeah. Although doing
0: going this, I don't far think in she is. Yet. Yet. Yeah. I
1: think you would just not say anything, and that would be it. I think the right. the video really feels like she's like, "Please, just leave me alone." Right. I'm tired. Get off my back so poor chloe bennett sorry you had to do that buddy yeah yeah that's leave the actors alone people don't bother them don't bother the crew don't bother the writers and directors just leave them alone leave them be. if you want to say something nice like hey i like this that's fine i think but you know every time they post something on twitter about like whatever don't be like are you in this are you in this are you doing this leave them alone Leave them be. All right, what else we got? Uh, Speaking of crew, IATSE might be uh, going on strike, which would Mm -hmm. cause a big shutdown in all the Marvel shows, Mm -hmm. movies. So I figure that's news.
0: Uh, We know what? Uh, Personally, I support that. uh, If they have to go on strike, I support them going on strike. Uh, What they're asking for is very reasonable. They're asking for very reasonable things. They're asking for just like the ability to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And to be paid well and to get a couple days off. That just seems pretty reasonable to me. And I think that these people are being treated like shit by an industry that makes a lot of fucking money and people at the top. Yeah. And so it is 100%, you know, good for them. Uh, I think this is probably going to be the thing that really changes it. I want to officially say that Marvel Vision supports this strike. I would agree. And I think that with that support, I think we're really going to make a difference. I think we're really,
1: this is really what they've been waiting for. Now, the studios are nervous. Now <laughs> you're like fuck. Yeah.
0: Marvel Vision's taking a stand. <laughs> we thought they were apolitical at best.
1: Those two malooks they're out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh good for them, uh, stand strong and uh, uh get get what you get what you deserve.
1: Now, for the Nabisco strike. The Nabisco workers went on strike. And during that period, I did not buy Belvita snacks, which I love Belvita. And so but that strike ended this past week, so I'm able to buy Belvedere again. I don't know what you do to support like an Ayaze strike. Like what do I not buy? Movies? Do I think I, you really? just I think you just live your life? I guess so, right? Yeah, I think you yeah. just live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah my, well, I didn't know. Yeah. know if there was something you're supposed to do for them. Yeah, I, I would just uh, just live my life if I were Alright. Well there you go. All right. I'll just keep it in my Belvidas, knowing that I helped. Belvedes. What are you, an old grandmother? <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> They're so delicious. I love them. I
0: that had a girl. girlfriend one time who had a surgery and couldn't eat anything for like a, a couple of weeks because of the nature of the surgery, and they just they had her eat Belvedes. That was all that she could eat was Bel. You got to chew those. If you can't eat something, you
1: can't eat a Belve. No, she
0: would. She would. She would um, dip them in a uh, protein thing, and then it would oh, be like oh, really oh, mushy. Man.
1: Yeah, that's what I do. I, I dip them in milk. Man, it's, it's delicious. All right, what else we got? Uh Hitmonkey is coming to Hulu November 17th. But it's not going to be a Marvel show. They're not. The The trailer says Marvel Hitmonkey on it, but they are not pushing it as a Marvel show because it's, it's too violent. violent. Yeah. Which DC is like, oh, we could have done that. DC's like, this is like, wake us up when Captain America says, fuck my ass. So, <laughs> DC's like, the latest episode of Titans has full frontal nudity. What are you going to do? This is us now. In, up the late, on the kids.
0: in the latest episode of Titans, uh, Dick Grayson
1: actually skull fucks the Joker. And yeah, we no, show no, it ex- explicitly. I mean, I'm not kidding. There's full frontal nudity in the latest episode. Who's, of the, who's like, nude? Some woman. I don't know. But I, I saw on Twitter people talking like... there's there's full frontal nudity in Titans now. (laughs) What? Really? Wow, they are really trying, huh? Boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like Doom Patrol, I would have been like, yeah, I guess that's kind of fitting. And, you know, it's Doom Patrol. Okay. You know, if it works into the story somehow. But Titans, I was very surprised. Also, Titans, I don't know if you saw, but if you do the hashtag for Titans, it's a little bat symbol for the image next to the hashtag. And that made me so sad. That made me so sad. They don't even get a Titans T. Nope, that's fucked. up. I mean, it's like twelve Batman characters and maybe two Teen Titans on the show, so it right. makes sense. But yeah, all right. What else we got? Uh, we got uh, Marvel's going to have a special on November twelfth on Disney, part it's of Disney the Plus. It's Disney Plus day anniversary. Yeah, yeah, and Shang Chi is also going to drop on Disney Plus that day. Do you know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to watch Shang Chi again. So am I. I got excited when I saw it on Disney Plus, the little banner. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I like that movie, man. Like, we talked
0: about it and we liked it, but like, the longer I sort of like sit with it, the kind of the more I like it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's the best Marvel movie in quite a while. Yeah, I really enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it. So I'm excited to watch it again.
0: So, but I guess that this is going to be some kind of like, I'm assuming some kind of like, um, attempt to like do like their own marvel, here's what's coming kind of a thing, right? I
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it. There's also like a Star there's Wars thing that day yeah. and yeah. So it it's part of like the big push of like, hey, Disney plus here's a bunch of stuff that's coming. Don't run away. You know, so
0: yeah, I think that to probably what we're, we're gonna see is we're gonna see the announcement of like the next year of Disney Plus series. We're probably gonna see some trailers.
1: We'll see 2022's gonna Captain Marvel or uh Miss Marvel rather, right? Miss
0: Marvel, she hulk Moon Knight. We're gonna see all that stuff, I I think. Oh, you know what's funny?
1: What? Today was Badum, the Netflix day where they were doing all of that. And oh boy, I boy. didn't see anything about it except for uh Tiger King season two, which is like today really was Badum Day. Yeah,
0: you know what? The thing is, what a
1: bad I, day to do it on.
0: I feel like
1: it is. Are you really sure it was today? I think so. Maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know. I thought it was today. I'm I looking, this I saw up a thing right earlier now. today that said, like, in 30 minutes, but dumb begins. But I could be wrong. Is it ta dumb? Maybe it's to dumb. I don't know. I it's the noise them. that it makes. I'm sure if you look at Netflix's Twitter, would just say it, right?
0: Uh, yeah, no, it actually is happening. Oh, Saturday! It's, it's Saturday. Oh, it's Didn't Saturday! Happen okay. it's happening Saturday. Okay. Uh, what an exciting! I think these are the most exciting segments of this show where you
1: and I just go look at our computers and go, "Huh," we're, we're old people look things up. <laughs> Can't remember what day things happened then. But I,
0: yeah, I imagine that we're gonna get we're gonna get trailers, we're gonna finally get trailers for Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, or like some kind of like thing for those things, and Moon Knight, because those yeah. are the big shows for 2022, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then they might announce some other movie or something coming to um will be really exciting. And this is just me speaking as a total Dorcas Malorcus. Is with, there's been rumors they're gonna get uh, a, a deal with Sony to stream the Spider-Man movies on Disney Plus.
1: Oh yeah. I've heard rumors, mm, um,
0: but uh, I don't know if that's true or not. It would be cool though. Right. I mean like it would be not that I actually watch anything from Marvel except for the shows on Disney plus, but the idea that you could sit down and just watch all the Marvel movies with they, they were able to get say Hulk and um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Pretty cool. That'd you know, Sony, Sony doesn't have a streaming service, right? Am I like, no, the, no, they do not.
1: They do not. They sell their stuff. Universal technically does. Yeah. Um, Sony okay. talked about it. well Sony had Crackle that was theirs and they shut it down that was not did not go well well they, they yeah they said they were like we made more money by licensing it out than right. doing Crackle and it's like yeah because Crackle sucks yeah it was so bad you didn't do anything with it including promote <laughs> so, uh,
0: uh so uh, alright so uh, speaking of which it does seem as though Ms. Marvel is officially coming out in 2022 now
1: yeah, I saw that. I thought it was always supposed to. Like no, After, after the, was, everything got shut down because of the COVID.
0: It was not official. There was not – none of this stuff was that official, frankly. like There's been like a lot of stuff that we knew was official, but it was not officially official. And one of those things that was not official was that it was airing at the end of 2021, and then it became not official that it was moving to 2022. But we always okay. knew this. Yeah, so. Which is
1: interesting because Hawkeye is definitively a Christmas show which would make me think they were always like, we got to do Hawkeye around Christmas. Probably. That probably is the case. And they, in fact, just finished doing reshoots on Hawkeye this
0: weekend. So I suspect that they actually had to bust their ass to make their, their deadlines on that.
1: Although it's weekly. So they, they had more
0: time. No, they don't have that much more time. Not for, not for principal photography, uh, on that show. No. Um, they'll, they'll be doing FX up to the last second on that show. Um, but principal photography needs to be fucking nailed down. Um, Ms Marvel has to come out at some point soon because it needs to be out before the Marvels, yes, so in theory, I would say it definitely has to because it's gonna be pretty bad to launch a movie with a character who has not been
1: introduced and the movie's gonna treat her as though she's been introduced but what what well, what if the Marvels introduces her and explains why she's into Captain Marvel so much?
0: No, but that was never the plan though the plan was always to have her
1: on show first, yes well, yeah yeah well, I guess not then, yeah, so
0: um.
1: Just so yeah, that. And all. Yeah. <laughs> just shoot! Everything. Well, actually,
0: they actually haven't shot the Marvels yet, so they probably, they may just started maybe. So I guess that seems like a, maybe they could rewrite the Marvels, right?
1: Yes, although I imagine Miss Marvel would cover that aspect of stuff. I right? would assume so. They've been yeah. they've already shot Miss Marvel. Yeah, that's so already been I mean. filmed, so that's okay. gonna get in the way. All right, is there anything else? There is a newly minted president of Marvel. Uh, uh, Where would it go? I lost it. Victoria Alonso um, suggested that they may change the name of the X Men because the name is outdated. And she suggested this on a podcast. Nuke the fridge. You gotta be shitting me. This is not the first time higher ups in Marvel have said this. No, no, no. That she's on Nuke the fridge.
0: Yes. I. You know what? I this. I. I quit this podcast. I quit I quit. I'm gonna become a fucking hermit living in a fucking cave. Yeah. Nuke the fridge. That's a site that was started by some trolls from the Anical news message boards. Um I can't believe that they've made it this far. That's really nuts to me. Uh wow. Uh yeah. you know what? God bless them. I, who am I who am I? Who am I to say uh what anybody should be doing or not be doing? But uh god, god bless them. God bless them. They 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 did it. They they made it from posting horrible I things on Anical to this.
1: I don't know how hard it is to get some of these people at the end of the day. Victoria Alonzo? It's not, it's not easy. She doesn't like she doesn't, she's, not, she's not she's not like a big talker.
0: I don't Marvel talker
1: Because people just don't
0: talk no, to her. No, 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 no. I've done a ton of Marvel Press and yeah. um, you know, she's somebody that I have ta- I have talked to. Um, but she's just not that into it. Like she's just not like Feige like likes to get out there and talk a little bit. Um, but that's never been like necessarily her deal. Maybe she maybe she secretly has all this time wanted to be. Um,
1: yeah now that she's
0: president she's like you can't hurt me i guess i don't know um you know i if they're gonna change the name of the x-men
1: sure which feige has suggested it in the past as well he apparently said it back in august or april he was like the name is kind of outdated it's kind of you know it doesn't work anymore it's not very inclusive so we gotta think about i don't think they will just in the idea of like hey branding wise the x-men are very well known
0: yeah there's just so such a branding juggernaut behind the x-men i just can't imagine that and no. i just also this i don't think i've seen a grassroots thing saying like hey why are they called the x-men no
1: do you know what i mean like i don't think that i've ever seen that <laughs> i have seen today a lot of people uh being angry at the idea saying the x-men shouldn't be political and it's um i just wonder if you know who the x-men are i mean that's pretty dopey <laughs> yep
0: Oh well, you know, I'm gonna say something right now on this podcast. I'm gonna say it fucking out loud and I'm gonna just I'm gonna stand by my words. And maybe people are gonna get mad at me and that's fine. But the X Men, when when they were first created, were not about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yes, not at all. They're not, they're
1: not. Not at all. No. Not at all. And that that's wasn't until th- Claremont. That was Claremont that brought that in.
0: That was Claremont, and then Stan Lee, being Stan Lee, uh, a.k.a. happy to take uh, credit for everybody else's ideas, he came forward and said, "Yeah, you're there." But that was never it. It was never ever it. It was in fact, it was a much more Jewish thing. And the idea that yes. the X Men, the premise of the mutants, they could live next door to you—that's the Jewish thing. Yeah, the thing is that you don't know that somebody's Jewish by looking at them. And so, all of a sudden, your new neighbors, it turns out, are actually Jews. And everybody that worked at Marvel was Jewish. And so, that's the metaphor.
1: Yeah, which Claremont also built on by – I think it was Claremont that introduced the idea that Magneto was a child in a concentration camp, right? Wasn't that him? Or was that before him?
0: Man, I feel like that is Claremont, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah um so yeah i mean like but the thing is that eventually that did become the metaphor the malcolm martin metaphor that did become the metaphor but people talk about it like that's how it was intended and that was never how it was intended and i don't mean that to like to to talk down on the metaphor but just to sort of talk down on the idea that like actually the life of these characters is more complex and that there's a lot of meaning to it and in fact the x-men the jewish metaphor was really subtextual the kids that were reading x-men in 1964 um were like reading it as a puberty thing yeah and that was what that that was how it resonated and the thing is that x-men works on all of these levels and i think that there's a tendency in the modern world to squash the x-men down into one kind of a metaphor and when we talk about it And I think that that does a disservice to what is actually probably one of the most interesting corners of any superhero mythos ever because it can be so many different metaphors. Yes. And that's what's so cool about it. It's not just one thing. It is Malcolm and Martin. It is, uh, you know, Israel. It is – puberty yeah. it is lgbtq plus like it's yeah. all of those things and it's also none of those things
1: yes right and yeah. that's
0: what's really cool about it so i always get very irritated in the modern world when it's the conventional wisdom that this is what it was always intended stan lee intended it to be like bullshit
1: yeah. anyway and anyway. stan lee intended anything because i don't know if you saw this week I know that the, Jack Kirby the, stuff. The yeah. Kirby thing that came out where he's like, "I created everybody." <laughs> like-
0: uh, that Jack Kirby thing's been around a minute. That's not brand new, um, but it is getting a little bit more attention. Jack Jack Kirby at some point in the eighties did a little running list of his role in the creation of different characters. Um, a lot of people, I guess, were very surprised to learn that he created Spider-Man, but that's been known for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, the um, only one I, I
1: was surprised by is his claim on the Fantastic Four. Why wow, he did the first issue? But but the story had always been that Stanley came up with it after his wife told him, like, give it one more shot, like, just come up with something and, and he was like, Okay, we'll do this And also that it was Justice League was a big hit and Yeah, Martin Goodman
0: came up to yeah. Stanley and said, Give us a Justice League.
1: Yeah. So, so that's why I was surprised that like it was that Kirby's like, no, I came up with all of this like Kirby, three years before we made the Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah, Kirby's take on this is that Marvel Comics was about to close and that he came up with all these. He's like, What if we brought that back called the superheroes? And this was his these were his his pitches. Um I I think that this the truth is probably somewhere in between all of these stories, most likely yeah um the story about martin goodman saying just give me a fucking superhero team that is the most realistic sounding one out of all of them that yeah. really is the one that sounds the most like how comics used to work and um, still
1: work and so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's yeah. be honest i mean you can see whenever dc has a hit six months later Marvel's doing that and whenever marvel has a hit six months later DC's doing that so yeah, it's, it's like it's just too to obvious out. yeah it's too yeah. obvious so uh
0: you know um but yeah, Jack Kirby is the, the creative force behind all of Marvel Comics. And yeah. I, 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 a lot of us have known this for a very, very long time. Every now and again, when when Stan died, I was like, before he died, I was like, I do not want to be around when Stan dies because I'm going to be so mad online all day as everybody's like, Stan Lee did this, this, and I'm like, no, he did not do this, this, and this. Yeah, Like, that's just not the case. And And he gets a lot of credit for things that he does not deserve credit for. Yeah. Cuz his his thing was taking he was really good at taking credit. My,
1: my my favorite thing was seeing the Captain Marvel film uh, shortly after finishing Sean Howe's book about the inner workings of Marvel Comics, the history of Marvel Comics. And the film opens up with the Marvel logo, but it's all Stan Lee cuz Stan Lee died right before the movie came out. So they were giving him his respects for right. and Captain Marvel. But in the book, it goes into how when they were creating Captain Marvel, Stanley's entire input was, make sure she's got a suit that we can see her tits. (laughs) It's like,
0: (laughs) yeah,
1: like, "Mm." like, oh, that's who he was. And it's it's a fantastic book. I love when when Stanley learns that uh, as he's talking about how everything that happens in Spider-Man is his idea, even up to that day. And they're like, so you decided to kill Gwen Stacy? He's like, what? (laughs) Like, what happened? Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. All right. Is that it for Marvel news? That's it for news. We have Marvel trivia. We do. We do. Uh, I do have to question the the legitimacy of this book because one of the trivias in here, one of the facts is that the original Fantastic Four was Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, the Hulk, and Wolverine. That is definitely not the original Fantastic Four. Yes, that's fact number 55. That is a a Fantastic
0: (laughs) Four, but that is not the original Fantastic Four. (laughs) Yep.
1: So that's kind of weird, but we'll go. But some of these I know for sure are true. Literally um, none of those characters existed when
0: Fantastic Four was created.
1: No, no, no. No, well, Ghost Rider did. I guess Ghost Rider did. He had been like a, a different, yeah. I guess yeah. Ghost
0: Rider existed in the
1: universe. Somewhere. He was like a Western character. That yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. What what tax loophole did Marvel use to, uh, to get out of paying taxes on some toys? I have no idea. They said that the X-Men were mutants and not humans, which gave them an opening to not have to pay taxes on human-based toys. Wow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So there you go. That feels like it's very uh, interesting in canon. I feel like
1: – very For what we were just discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. There you go. There's a fact that it has nothing to do with Marvel. And then we'll go on to this one. Uh, who is Mike Murdoch? That's uh, battling Mike Murdoch, uh, the father of Matt Murdoch. According to this, it is Daredevil's imaginary twin brother that he pretended to be, so no one would think he was Daredevil.
0: What is Mike? Mac- wait, am I am I getting his uh, his dad's name wrong here? I
1: thought his dad was Jack.
0: Was it battling Jack Murdoch? I thought so. Oh boy, now we got to look it up. This is that everybody's favorite segment of this show: old guys looking things up on the internet.
1: <laughs> oh, they moved on from old guys to about shows they watched when they were children. It is Jack Murdoch. It It is Jack Jack Murdoch. All right, one more piece of trivia. I've gotten both of these wrong so far. Okay. Who? uh, Peter Parker obviously has a very high IQ. Whose IQ is he matched with? Like on match.com? Like he has the the same IQ as? I have no idea. Reed Richards. There's no way.
0: That's what this says. There's no way. I don't know. I Oh, here we go. We're going to go back again to uh, old men looking things up. Peter Parker <laughs> IQ. Let's look this up. I can't believe that. He has an IQ of over
1: 250.
0: Okay. That's really fucking high. I don't think that a human being has I an IQ. Yeah, I didn't know
1: I could get that high.
0: <laughs> Reaver's IQ, 267. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, so I, I hate to break the news to you. And also, Tony Stark says
1: he's a level 12 intellect. There you go. So Reed Richards is the smartest guy who ever lived. I do remember there being an issue of some maybe Spider-Man or Avengers or something where Reed Richards is like, if Peter Parker ever applied himself, he would outdo us all when it comes to intelligence.
0: I like that concept. I think that's just being very nice to Peter. Peter's really fucking smart. Like, but like, 100% like he is a genius. But like Reed Richards is like, Reed Richards is like truly sci-fi level smart. Like he yes. is like next level, you know, if if Reed Richards runs out of toilet paper, he's going to invent a fucking device that is going to, like, bend
1: the rules of space-time to get him toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. He he is Rick Sanchez, not an alcoholic. That's what Yes, exactly. Yeah. He
0: really is. He's, exa- he's He's that level, right? Yeah. Uh, and Peter Parker just isn't that level. Yeah. I refuse to believe it. And in fact, the canon oh,
1: bears me out. Or at least the, the Google search <laughs> bears me out. Well, let's move on to our our discussion about the latest episode of Steam Pipe Alley.
0: Season one, episode
1: seven. What if Thor was an only brother? Right? Is that what it is? That an is only child. One or the other. I guess not what only Thor- brother. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what if Thor were an only child? You know, um, watch this episode uh, as I do every week with my girlfriend. And uh, the episode ended, and I turned to my girlfriend. And I said, "This Derek's gonna hate this episode.
1: This is the episode that might break him." I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something. If we're gonna do spoilers, yeah until the last 2 minutes of this episode I loved it wow I did it was fun it's a fun one they right away they they're like this is fun and like okay this is a fun one I got no problem with that
0: well in this world the big switcheroo is that rather than taking Loki home with him, Odin returns Loki, baby Loki to the Frost Giants. And so then Thor is an only child. He grows up as an only child. And it turns out that the without the influence of his brother and sort of the way that it changes his family dynamics, Thor grows up to kind of just be a party bro, which is actually pretty close to what he is in the Norse mythology.
1: Yes, and in the first movie.
0: And in the first movie a little bit. What yeah, he's there?
1: really – I don't know why – Loki not being there shifts anything, but – because he seems pretty much the same.
0: Well, I think he's way more party-oriented, right? I think that when Loki I, – I mean, if I had to make a guess in, in this case, what it is is that he is a little bit more um, coddled as an only child, yeah. as happens with an only child. And I think also without his brother breaking rules to sort of like push the boundaries in the envelope, Thor um, sort of grows
1: up in a little bit of a different direction.
0: Yeah. Um, he is, so I does, think.
1: So does uh, his mother, who is a vastly different character in this. Thing.
0: I mean, it does make a little bit of sense in terms of she grows up, she spends hundreds of years different, I guess, yeah. right? Um, but uh, he is a party guy in the movies, but he's like, he's really leaning into that part of his personality in this episode. Yes. And this episode picks up when uh, Odin enters the Odin sleep. And so Frigga goes off to have a girls' weekend. For every 1,000 years, she gets a girl's weekend. And she tells Thor he has to go study the Nine Realms because he's going to become the king of Asgard soon enough. And uh, rather than do that, he decides to go partying. So he gets Sif and the warriors three together, and they go to Earth. And uh, they
1: are <laughs> going to go, fuck shit. Well, oh. but first they make it very clear to us that they could not get Idris Elba to do Heimdall. Incredible. They don't even
0: try <laughs> to fake his voice in this episode. He's just <laughs> silent
1: all the episode. <laughs> incredible it made me laugh really hard
0: I'm really impressed by that like they just didn't even try and, like, and also i guess uh
1: what's his name that plays uh, selvig wouldn't come in because he's just not there and he's mentioned once on the phone
0: because in the last episode that had thor stuff in it you were like what the fuck happened to selvig and yeah. this one they really they at least call out his name it's like it's a it's as if at some point while they were recording they're like hey wasn't there another guy in that thor movie yeah like fuck, you're right. There was that Norse guy um, who knew all Norse stuff, right? Um, so they, they they just name drop him in this episode. Yeah. What we see is that Darcy and Jane Foster are in New Mexico, just like they were in the movie. They've been tracking these, you know, mystical whatever. Rosenberg, uh, Eisenberg, right. Rosencrantz, and Gildenstern bridges, and um, yeah, and uh, those are that's real. That's not even like that's not even like. Mumbo jumbo. That, that's a no, that's thing.
1: actual stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, and they try to contact everybody to alert the authorities that there's an alien invasion incoming because they have seen uh this exact same energy around a star where a planet was
1: destroyed. Yes, and we get my, my favorite joke in the episode. What what's that? Everybody that she talks to on the phone has Charlie Brown teacher voice. Oh yeah. They all go <laughs> and it made me laugh because I always love that.
0: So she's in New Mexico. She thinks that's where the thing's going to land, and that is where the thing landed in the movie. But in this, the thing lands in Las Vegas, and there it is. It's Thor and his crew come down to Las Vegas, the party center of the planet Earth, and they are there to truly get it fucking on. There was a moment where I thought that in in the episode, Thor takes magical cups out of Odin's treasury. Yeah. And the magical cups, they're always full of beer. Like, you can't ever empty them. They yep. always continuously f- fill. And at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be some kind of a curse. Because there's a part in the episode later on where um, uh, like where they're like, of- oh, the, the party atmosphere is spreading across the planet. Yeah. And I was like, is that, like, going to be the thing? That is not that's apparently the thing. That is
1: apparently not that, the thing. And also, Jane Foster's, like, the last place they did this at the planet – it was destroyed afterwards. So I was like, Oh, this must be the story is he parties until the planet is destroyed. And then he leaves because he has no sense of consequences for his actions. No, that's not
0: the story. There is in fact, that is not, it is, it is just risky business. Um, so, uh, uh, they start partying
1: in Las Vegas. Actually, I don't know if you remember, there was a company that in the early two thousands, early to mid-2000s, got famous for making fake commercials that they were trying to sell stuff. They had a great nutri one where the guy eats nutri and he's all freaking out and obviously yeah. they made commercial. And they made one for Budweiser where it was a guy that opens up a beer and just beer keeps pouring out of it. And everybody in the whole bar is partying because everyone's just drinking free beer out of this one bottle of beer that just won't empty. And then, like, everyone's getting drunker and drunker and then he drops it and it smashes and everyone just gets really sad because that's the end of the beer. And I thought that that's where this was going to go. It was like that kind of thing. Like we said, like.
0: Oh, no, this is, going this, going, is this is going nowhere. Um, yeah. So uh, it, is, it is party central in Vegas. And Thor has invited not just his homies from Asgard. He begins to invite people from all over the galaxy. And all of a sudden, the skies over Vegas are full of starships. And Jane Foster and Darcy roll into town trying to find out what happens. This, um, I, as you mentioned, this is a comedy episode. Yeah. Because the idea that the sky over Vegas is full of alien spaceships and that nobody does anything about it is truly mind-bending.
1: Yes. I mean yeah, truly there's no, mind-bending. There's no there military presence.
0: Zero. Nope. Zero at all. Um, right. Which if there was a party atmosphere coming from these cups yeah. would have actually made sense. Like the military showed up and then all of a sudden the soldiers started
1: partying, right? That, well, that would have actually worked for me. Here's – aside from how the episode ends, here's my biggest problem with the episode. Where's Tony Stark? Yeah.
0: I mean that's the thing, right? Like there does feel like um, Tony Stark should be around. I don't – he's is Iron Man. He is Iron Man by the way. He's he been Iron, Iron Man, Man
1: for two years at this point.
0: Yeah, unless there's like some kind of a ripple effect that he didn't become Iron Which Man. Which might be reasons. what we're
1: seeing in the ending thing
0: I guess. <clears throat> I think we're seeing next episode in the ending thing. Um, And that's the big big man
1: for the season. Spoiler, the ending is Ultron with Vision inside of him. And And they have all the Infinity Stones. They have all the Infinity Stones. So I don't know if maybe that starts on this planet that starts, and that's why we're not seeing Tony Stark because –
0: No, they're coming in from an alternate universe. Well, I think – so the spoilers, uh, the overarching storyline is going to be that there's uh, this Ultron from one of these universes where things went south. Yeah. Ultron got the infinity stones and he is now going from reality to reality conquering them. And so the watcher is going to have to throw together a team of misfit characters to exiles from other realities. That's the one baby. That's the one. So there's like a lot of partying, a lot of partying jokes. Um, Real like intense, like when you're 17 years old talking about partying business in this episode because (laughs) he keeps saying party. Yeah. So, Thor also a big fan of 90s TV. Yeah, well it's got a really 90s vibe the whole thing. Yeah. I mean like a real 80s and 90s vibe to the whole thing. There's also no sense that the partying in and of itself is destructive in any way? No, I disagree. There's as it goes on it gets a little bit destructive. It yeah. becomes like ludicrously destructive, but like early on there's no sense that there's like out of
1: controlness. It's just Vegas. Yeah, it's just Yeah, we don't see we're not seeing like, for example, uh, uh, Asgardians getting into fights with scrolls in the middle of the street or anything like that. Right, everybody's exactly. just kind of hanging out drinking in the middle of the street like Vegas. It's a pretty chill party, frankly. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer because they're, they're in Vegas. Talk about a great chance to have them destroy the New York uh, casino thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, no, like, yeah. and, like all that kind of stuff, but –
0: um, Jane I Foster do shows up. She drives all the way to Vegas. She gets there before Shield, I guess, and um, she drives from New Mexico to Vegas. Oh no, no gets she there gets every... there
1: after Shield. She gets there after Shield. Are you sure? Because when Shield finally shows up in the episode, we know that that uh, uh, Nick Fury's already been knocked unconscious. I take it as that happened before she got there. That's how I. It's
0: not clear to me
1: That's how, do. It. That's how I. That's how I. Um, Although, I guess maybe, who knows? Who it's knows?
0: not clear, right? I no. mean,
1: it's this is the quote-unquote- It's a messy episode. episode. It's a very messy episode.
0: She gets there, her and Thor uh, fall in love on first sight, and then all of a sudden, Darcy meets Howard the Duck, and they also fall in love on first sight. Um, in this universe, somehow, because there is no Loki in Asgard, Howard the Duck does not end up, I guess, in the collector's collection.
1: That's one of those butterfly effect things. I mean, Howard the Duck doesn't end up in the collection. Uh, Drax is walking around, be, doing stuff. He's not obsessed with Thanos, apparently, and uh, what's his name? The uh, annoying guy is there, whatever, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God. You just called Jeff Goldblum the annoying guy? I do not like Jeff Goldblum. I find him very annoying. <laughs> oh, wow. I do. I find him very annoying. He's just the same thing in everything. He's, he's Him, Nicolas Cage, they just do the same thing in every movie, and everyone's like, they're amazing. It's like, no, they're not. They're just they, – they're like – Cage just yells and and Goldblum just stammers and, and points and that's it. I just, I'm not impressed. I think Goldblum used to be a great actor. I think that went away. Jeff Goldblum is in this episode, by the way, he does play the grandmaster. Yes, he does. Oh, Vegas. And and, and in fairness, he has my second favorite line in the episode, which is what release the foam. (laughs) That made me laugh.
0: so uh darcy uh darcy meets howard the duck jane meets thor they fall in love we have a montage of partying we have a montage of um them getting uh uh tattoos we see um darcy i mean sorry jane and thor get matching tattoos uh the question yeah, yeah. of how thor gets a tattoo in a vegas parlor is one that will vex me to the day i die and how quickly those get infected because they're not bandaged up buddy i'm gonna tell you some bad fucking news most people that get tattoos a lot of people did. I, including me, uh, you wear a bandage for like a little while and then like, you, you think, yeah, but they're walking out without a bandage. On. Oh, well, they might just have like a, a, super Tony Stark gel over it. Right. Maybe. I don't know. That is a good point. You probably do want to have a bandage on when you walk out the door. <clears throat> that is true. All right. So, uh, we have all this happen and, uh, it's this big montage and, uh, then the party goes all night. And then we cut to the characters waking up the next morning. This is perhaps the most ludicrous shit I've ever seen in a Marvel thing. Oh. Do you know what pissed me off in this scene? It's the hangover. It's that Thor wakes up on a couch and Jane wakes up on a bed. Yeah. Get the oh, fuck yeah. out. Characters yeah. joke about them fucking. Yeah. Yeah. They make jokes about them fucking, but they can't show them in a bed together? Is this I Love Lucy? (laughs) I didn't think about that. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, if you want to get around that, like, and, like, try to, like, skim it, like, have Thor be hanging off the side of the bed, just his leg on the bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's laying on the floor with his leg on the bed. Like, we can figure it out. Like, but,
1: like, the premise. Again, here's the differences in universes. Marvel show, can't even show a couple in bed together. DC show, a show about teenage superheroes, full frontal nudity. Pounding (laughs) hard cocks on Titans.
0: (laughs) Pounding hard cocks on Titans and Nightwings
1: battering right out at you. Yeah, I don't know who the character. I don't know if it's one of the main characters. I think it's a woman. Actually, that's naked, right? So, but uh,
0: yeah, it's. I was so. This might be the actual moment where the episode lost me. Like, uh, I was like, this is stupid. Like, the the thing about Marvel being sexless is, I think, a little bit overblown. Yeah. But this is nuts. I like, this is that, nuts yet. that these characters don't wake up next to each other. It's yeah, just truly nuts. nuts. And the way I'm they the way they are in love moving forward, and the way that everybody else is like. Again, they're making fuck jokes. Like, you can make a fuck joke, but a character can't wake up next to another character? That's so crazy.
1: Yeah, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's that's Uh, amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah, and so they're in Jane Foster's hotel room, I guess. Um, I don't know how she paid for it, but um, I guess they're in Jane Foster's hotel room. It's a huge room. It's a fucking suite, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and with them also are other, some of the Asgardians, and also Rocket Raccoon is there. Um, yeah. Rocket Raccoon is there so that Chris Hemsworth can do the rabbit thing that yeah. everybody loves so much. This is funny. You like this episode. I really hated this episode.
1: I I like this episode in the sense of I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I didn't, like, love it. Like, like I, I'm going to tell you. Again, watching this twice for this was hard. <laughs> like, like, I did not want to watch it again. I I do not want to watch next week. I am very tired of this show. I am looking forward to moving on.
0: <laughs> so uh, they, they get woken up by um, a phone call and banging on the door. And uh, Jane answers the door, and it's Maria Hill. She's the acting head of S.H.I.E.L.D. because the night before, Nick Fury got knocked out by Korg. Yep. In a a little flashback that we see Korg diving into the Bellagio, I think it's the Bellagio Fountain. And uh, they're like, I don't really understand why (laughs) they are so interested in Jane Foster.
1: Because she was the first one to call them about this. Yeah, I
0: know, but like, what's the fucking, who cares at this point? Yeah, I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Like, who's first? Like, is this really what they're really worried about? Who's first? They bring her to the helicarrier. It's like, why? Well, the
1: helicarrier is just right above Las Vegas.
0: But, but she spends the rest of the episode in the helicarrier,
1: like when they go to Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're very chill with the helicarrier
0: in this. <laughs> they really, really are. Uh, so, yeah, he'll like, not keeping secrets. <laughs> that's uh, it. Brock Rumlow is there again. We're getting a lot of Brock Rumlow in this show. And this is where Coulson shows up and Coulson says the party atmosphere is spreading to other corners of the world. And again, I thought there was some kind of, there was going to be some kind of a thing yep. with this. That this I thought was going to so be too. meaningful. I thought but so too. It is in fact not meaningful. No. So Maria Hill's like I think it's time to really call in the big guns and she says get the um, what did she call it? Uh, the last resort. Last resort. And and Jane is like no you can't kill him. You can't kill him. Um we slept in different beds last night, and uh, well, well,
1: Jane Foster also makes my least favorite joke of the episode, which is where weird. she says "last resort." That sounds very final. It's like uh, okay,
0: like the uh, last resort is in fact the um, pager for Captain Marvel. Twice now we've seen it in the show. The Captain Marvel pager taking a big uh, spot in the What If universe, and uh, they click uh, the the pager to summon Carol Danvers. And actually, this is the part where Darcy says.
1: Did it happen? Did it work? I like that. Yes, quite. that was good. That made me laugh. Yeah. Darcy is uh, very good in this episode. Darcy is good in this episode. Back in yeah.
0: France, which is where Thor has gone off to, because I believe the, the word is that somebody wanted to get a buttload of crepes or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Uh, Loki shows up with the Frost Giants, and he is a Frost Giant, which yes. is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. I like this, that he does not have the glamour to look like a person. and uh, he shows I have one
1: issue here. What's that? Is that he's the same size as the other frost giants. He, he,
0: yeah. He's I supposed mean, to be that, a runt. Yeah, but that could be a glamour.
1: It could be if he terrible. can
0: make himself look like a person all the time. There's no reason he make to look like he's a giant or even that's be true. giant. You that's know what true. I mean? So he's no Loki, price. right? You get the no prize. Thank you. He it's cool. He has the Loki helmet, and it's made out of ice. Yes, it's really cool looking. I like this quite a bit, actually. Um, he, um, he sucks though. Uh, he truly sucks, and uh, he's a total
1: bro. Yeah, once again, very 90s humor with the brother from another mother. Horrible. I mean, it's like unbelievable.
0: The thing is, uh, you know, uh, the thing about this episode is if you're going to do a comedy episode, I'm all fucking for it. hundred percent. Like I'm all for it. Right. It's vital, though, if you're going to do a comedy episode that you be funny. Yes, it truly is vital. And this is not funny. This is no. like a not funny person's idea of
1: what funny is. Yes.
0: And it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's, well, like, the, it's like, you know,
1: the second time watching through it, and I have this in my notes. This is what if we made an episode for memes? And that's what this is.
0: But it's like, what if we made an episode for memes, but the memes aren't even like good? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's awful. It's truly, the jokes just don't work and they're all dated feeling and all of the, everything feels dated, but like not like in a fun dated way. No. But like in a you did not realize this is dated way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to have like a character show up and And, and also
1: not in a, Oh, this was, this was taking place in 2011 way. Like, right. like these jokes are older than that. Like right.
0: Yeah. It's really wild. So, but they, they, they do a fake out where you think that maybe Loki is going to be like going to have a fight with Thor, but in fact, they love each other. They are in fact, as you said, brothers from another mother and they, um, start partying the, now everybody's partying the, the frost giants and everybody. And then a uh, Carol Danvers shows up and, uh, I actually think that this bit happens too late in the episode, by the way.
1: I actually think this episode does more to give Carol Danvers a personality than her own movie did. Not this,
0: not the Danvers. When she's coming down to Earth and we see the giant France written on France. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think we needed a thing like that at the very beginning of the episode. We needed that
1: when Thor was coming to Earth.
0: Yeah, I think we needed that as, like, a stage setter of, like, yeah. what the tone is. Yeah. I mean, the tone's obvious, but, like, I think that I – th- I don't think it would have actually helped the episode in a meaningful way. But if I were producing this, I would say we need a a
1: fourth-wall-breaking joke here. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Yeah, you don't introduce the fourth-wall-breaking joke halfway through the episode. Um, like, that's weird. That's a weird format to it.
0: She shows up, and um, she begins fighting Thor, and at first, I was pretty excited. I was like, this is good. This is a good fight. And then the problem is, because this episode is a joke episode, it gets really extreme, really fast yeah. in ways that I did, thought was not that much fun.
1: With them punching each other across continents?
0: Yeah. and But there was a moment where she punches him across the globe, and he lands in Monument Valley. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is going to turn into a Looney Tunes cartoon now.
1: I thought so, too. Yeah.
0: But it does not. It, it does not.
1: It does I also thought maybe Hulk would happen. show up now, because we're... Hulk used to hang out there all the time in the comics, so.
0: yeah, no, we don't get a Hulk. We don't get a Looney Tunes thing. I thought maybe we we're gonna go with the France and the United States written on the globe. I thought maybe we would, that's like that's a real looney Tunes feel right, yeah, but we we don't get that um no. because this is an episode that's just made by people who aren't that funny, frankly, um and uh so they have a big fight um he they fight around the entire planet, in fact, yeah, and end up back at france where thor pins carol danvers um with his hammer there's a bit in this fight where um you do think that he's going to call her a bitch yes you do think he's going to call her a bitch but he calls her a party pooper yes he says there's a word that you midgardians use and i'm going to use it now to describe a woman like you and yeah. that's a party pooper, and you're like, oh boy, oh boy, we're funny. Yeah. Um, and then Drax says it. Yes, you have pooped the party. Uh, <laughs> which I, w- frankly, the joke here is that Fra- Drax should take that literally. Yes, Drax should be like, who is cleaning up the poop? Like that would be yes. like the joke to do with Drax, not be yeah. like you have pooped the party. Like no, it's he should think that there's shit on the floor someplace. Yes. Oh.
1: That so, woman has soiled herself. She woman has soiled <laughs> herself. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, Maria Hill takes Carol Danvers a task. How would you get beat up by this idiot? And she said, "Well, I can't really go full power on this guy because if I did, I would like fucking put a, a crater in the side of this planet. Like yes. I'm just I'm too powerful." And so, and then decide- Darcy
1: reveals her uh, political affiliations when she's like, "You can just destroy the Dakotas. Nobody <laughs> will mind." It's such a
0: funny choice. I, you know what? Like, it's a really weird choice. I, I, it's like really, it's truly weird, right? Like, it yeah. really is weird. Well, well, like, that's I, a I choice that made for,
1: for one joke, which, which is, is when who, she says, I always forget which is which. And what, I think it's, uh, uh it was it's, uh, the one on top is north. Right. Um, so, it's funny. It, it's, well, so here's the thing. The, the,
0: the premise of the joke is that you have to name a place on Earth that nobody would miss. If it was destroyed, but in the current political climate, you can't name a different country, right? No, you can't. It's a, it's, it was too offensive to do that. So now you're stuck within the continental United States, right? You can't name Alaska or Hawaii, um, Hawaii, because there's like a lot of like, uh, indigenous stuff. Alaska is sort of the same thing. Right. So now you're stuck with the, with the contiguous United States. So now which state can you lose? Yeah. I don't know why they didn't say Florida. Florida is the state that is traditionally the butt of jokes. I wonder yes. if the fear was that Florida might be wiped out in a hurricane during the course of production <laughs> of this program. It's very plausible. Like you have to be careful
1: see like look, we're about 5 years away from Florida being destroyed anyway. So let's
0: Yeah, like like in, in like these days like when you make like what, remember like they used to have storylines on TV shows like with mass shootings and they don't do that anymore because there was a period of time where they would have an episode of a show about to premiere and then all of a sudden going to be a mass shooting in the real world. and They had to hold the episode back. Yep. So they just stopped doing
1: that stuff unless they're doing it like as a very special episode. So Which, I wonder, by the way, uh, I think it's NBC with La Brea really taking chances there. I know. I'm not wild about that.
0: <laughs> the possibility of irony is high with La Brea. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that
1: looks fucking terrible by the way. <laughs> it looks I mean, it's like somebody was like, how do we make a serious land of the lost? I mean, that is what it sort of looks like, but it looks too serious
0: and it looks like it's too expensive and there's no way they can get a, uh, the audience they need. And it's, it really looks like the kind of show that's going to be like a trivia question in 10 years. Yes. Like big time.
1: Yeah. Or, the, or it's going to be a joke on shows like the other two where someone's like, what ha- how come you're homeless? I graded La Brea.
0: Right. Exactly. You know, I like <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, you have to choose a place in the United States that you can say that nobody's going to miss. And the Dakotas, I guess, are it. Um, I don't really you know. That feels I mean, political I mean, because they're having a lot of
1: COVID issues there currently. Yeah. Yeah. But also there's not many people there, so you don't have to worry about losing too many viewers. You know, that somebody in like of- going to be upset. <laughs>
0: Are there like a lot of native land in North da- into the, the Dakotas though.
1: I have no, I don't know anything about the Dakotas. I really don't.
0: Uh, I, by which I mean Dakota Fanning and Dakota Johnson, of course. Yes, the Dakotas. Wh- what
1: else were we discussing? That's what the states are <laughs> named after, right?
0: So, uh, North yeah, Dakota
1: Fanning, North Dakota <laughs> Fanning, and
0: South Dakota jo- Johnson. Uh, yeah. so uh, the party starts to get a little bit out of hand. Um, while Shield is considering dropping a nuke. And, um, which again, pretty extreme, really extreme, and probably wouldn't even work, frankly. I do wonder if a nuke would take out Thor. It's a good question. I would like to see that happen in a what if. That would, have, I mean, that's the kind of thing you kind of want to see in a what if, right? I yeah, mean,
1: like, yeah. I mean, um, that was the exciting thing of this what if was, oh, it's Thor versus Captain Marvel. We're not going to see that in a movie, probably. So, this is kind of fun. Like, we might see Thor versus Captain Marvel in a movie at some point
0: because Hemsworth is sticking around. Yeah, that's true. But, so that but
1: I, I still have my theory that, uh, that Brie Larson is not could be, yeah, could be. She's in this though, right? Nope, she is not the voice. That is not her. Nope. Wow. Oddly enough, that sounds a lot like her. Natalie Portman does not sound like Natalie Portman.
0: It was really funny I, when Natalie Portman showed up, I was like, you know, who did a pretty good Natalie? Somebody did a, a pretty okay Natalie Portman <laughs> impersonation here, and then yeah. no, in fact, it is in fact nope. She Natalie she is
1: Portman. she is our actor who doesn't sound like themselves in this yeah, episode always one of them right there always is yeah. oh
0: yeah you're right she's uh alexandria daniels i did yeah. a pretty good job i think very good um, job I thought. pretty weird that brie wouldn't come back but natalie would i guess they had Natalie portman on hand for the thor movie right so they probably just
1: like roped her into recording some uh, yeah i imagine her uh hemsworth and uh Y.T.D. just sat in a room together and did it real quick, right? Like in like an hour That or
0: makes so. – well, no. I think it probably took him a lot longer than that. He has a lot of lines.
1: Yes, that's true. That's true.
0: Um, but uh, anyway, they're going to drop a nuke. Jane Foster is trying to talk them out of it. And uh, things are getting really crazy because um they've like picked up the, the arch. It's the St. Louis arch and stuff like that. Uh, things are getting vandalized. Um, and uh, Jane hmm. tries to call Thor. Loki picks up the phone and then he talks. He's like is a real fucking creep on the phone.
1: Yes. Yeah. You got a a friend for me. It's truly. uh, I'm your boyfriend. Uh, Truly
0: fucking horrible. I hate. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it because you know what? I, I guess. I mean, I guess I don't know what Loki is like if he's raised by the frost giants. Right. Because there's just no sense of like trickery in that. Yeah. But I guess is he would he still be mischievous if he was raised by the frost giants? I don't know. That's just an inherent part of who he is. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I guess. Well, that's a good question. That's why they don't address it in the show.
1: <laughs> I mean, this episode, pretty early on, I think, made it clear it was like, none of this makes sense. Don't like none of this. Like, yeah, Korg is here. Yeah, Drax is here. You know, know, all the characters you love from the movies are going to show up and do a line, Um, except for Iron Man for some reason, (laughs) like and Hulk, who would be totally partying with them. By the way, who would one hundred percent be hanging out in Vegas with these guys? Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, that actually, that's actually
0: the loss is that Tony Stark one hundred percent be partying with these guys. Yeah. Um, how do you not
1: have Black Panther show up? Like, if you're just throwing everybody in there, you're not paying attention to where they are at this this point in the universe.
0: Yeah. Right. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, uh, anyway,
0: what, uh, what happens now is that as shield's like, okay, we're going to have to fucking nuke these guys. Um, Darcy comes up with a big plan by accident. Yeah. And she says, you know, usually in the movies, you know, the mom comes home yeah. and that's when uh, Jane Foster goes, Oh mom, if Thor's real, then Odin's real. And that means Frigga's real, which is the thing that you really wanted Selvig for. Yes, because as I remember in the movies, at least she did not really know Norse. She did mythology. not know very much at all about Norse mythology. Yeah. Um, so she is going to go and tell Frigga, and she has to do. I, I don't even understand what she does.
1: She, she creates a big speaker. <laughs> that really is what it is, right? It's just
0: like a big speaker.
1: It, it, it's the she end of the, Bill and Ted, face the music. It's the same thing. <laughs> We're going to create a big speaker. Everyone in the galaxy can hear the music and everything is saved.
0: I guess that really is what it is. And Bill like and like Face
1: it. the Music, it's a beautiful moment. I love it. I'm not putting uh, down Bill and Ted Face the Music because I love that movie. No, I love that movie and it really works in Bill and Ted Face the Music.
0: The thing is that like it's again, the comedy's hard because you have to just really get it right. Like if you put the wrong spin on it it just doesn't work. And then Bill and Ted Face the Music it truly
1: works, you know? And it works because it's also part of this universe they've been creating, right? Well, th- th- this goes back to something we've discussed many times when it comes to Marvel is the difference between jokes that are jokes because they're like this is funny and jokes that come from character. And none of the jokes in this come from character; they're just jokes. Brother from another mother. It, it, why? Why are frost giants using '90s slang? Doesn't make sense. They're just thrown in, like, oh, people find this funny. Oh, this is ha ha ha, and it's just. I've given up. I think that's it's why funny. I enjoyed this episode. Was I've just given up? I'm like, it's funny. I, if I'm gonna be in hell, I might as well get a tan. Like. It's funny
0: because while this episode is airing
1: on on the uh, Paramount
0: Plus Network, Lower Decks airs. Yes. And Lower Decks does all of this stuff perfectly. Yes. It does jokes that are both fourth wall breaking. It does jokes that are in universe in jokes. It does jokes that are character jokes. It does jokes that are just jokes. It does all of those things and it it wraps it all up in a really wonderful storytelling cocoon that I think really works. And each episode feels like a thing. It feels like an episode of the story. Um, It's also very, very funny.
1: Which, not to get too far off course, but the latest episode of Lower Decks, I do wonder if the casting choices were deliberate. Of course they
0: were. They were June Diane Raphael as the mother. Yes. Of, yeah, of course. Paul Scheer? Yeah, That's
1: weird. No, It's amazing. The mother who's trying to get her son laid the whole episode. Yeah. yeah that's on purpose. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. But, but do, like, do you know Paul Shear's story about his mom, him and his mom? No. He told him on how did this get made that when he was young, he saw people making out on TV and he thought that that's what you were supposed to do. So he tried to make out with his mom. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He was like six, five or six, I guess at the time. But like that's a running thing throughout. How did this get made? And watching this episode, I was like, "Are they playing on that idea here? Is that what's going on?" That's pretty wild. Yeah, wow. I mean, maybe yeah. a little bit. Uh, I or mean, was it just definitely- a matter of like, "Hey, you're married to her. Let's get her to do the voice. She's a great actress. She's funny. Let's go." I for mean, it. it's definitely a little bit of an inside joke, at least in terms of like her being his wife. But I wonder if it's even the deeper inside joke that I yeah. mean, it could be. Yeah, that was a good episode. This one, right? It was fantastic. It was hilarious. Yeah. Plus I you got uh, what's just Jeffrey Combs too? Jeffrey Combs, so that he's continuing to be on every Star Trek show. That's good. Yeah.
0: But that episode I think is a really good example of how a show can be really funny and um still feel like the sh- the, the series that it's supposed to be. That 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 civilization of the Hisparians that Paul Shear's character comes from, that feels like a civilization that could be from a TOS
1: episode. I honestly thought it was.
0: Yeah. 100%, I right? I mean, like, it was. yeah, And it's like super fucking cool and their ship is super fucking cool. And like at the end of the episode, they're a joke civilization, but at the same time you go like, I kind of want to see more of them. Like yes. I would like to go back and revisit this. This Ooh. is this is
1: fun. I mean, last week's episode with the, what's the name the dumb aliens, the pack the pack That was amazing. That was so great. It was such a great play on what we knew about them previously and then I love the whole setup We you get to see how their government works it was great. It was incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, just that is the high obviously that's the high watermark, right? I think in terms of like comedy shows set in serious universes, that is like really the high watermark. It's really doing its own thing. I don't think anybody's ever done something like that before.
1: Not to that extent. I
0: like where think, it's no. canon, like this stuff is actually happening.
1: Yeah. Um, but like you'll have your you know, random X Files episode that's a comedy episode or something, but nothing where it's like an entire series that's a comedy. Right. Where they're, they're really taking shots at the other existing things, but also it all works into continuity and stuff. And it's really well done. It's really incredible. I,
0: I wish people had made What If It watched even an episode of that show. But um, I wish we
1: were just doing a Lower Decks <laughs> podcast instead of a What If podcast.
0: I listen to a really good Lower Decks podcast, so I feel like I would have nothing new to add. Okay. Unfortunately, sorry. We're not doing a What If podcast. We're doing a Marvel podcast. It yes. just happens to be that we're in a rough period for Marvel right now. Yeah. And what
1: if we were doing a lower deck
0: podcast? <laughs> uh, so the other two or Thor's Ted in si- Thor's in Sydney, and he is going to go skate down the Sydney Opera House. I don't know. Who cares?
1: That pointy thing, which
0: I've never thought of the Sydney Opera House as pointy. It is an interesting way to describe it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Carol Danvers comes and grabs him and takes him to Siberia, and they're going to drop a nuke on him there. And uh, just as they're facing off, Frigga appears right in the middle between them, and she is like, "Thor, are you doing your work?" And we have a very classic scene where there's the party raging, and the kid gets on the phone and has to tell his mom that actually everything's very cool.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, he says, "No, I'm here. We're on Earth studying no, with boy, the he, group. Said, he
1: says, "I'm in I'm my, my room. room," and then right. a, a polar bear walks by. And he's like, oh, I'm not even uh, sure they live in Siberia. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, not, even not sure gonna... they they're alive anymore. Do we kill them all? It <laughs> does feel like a pretty reasonable assumption. So <laughs> <laughs> from the production of this show, they <laughs> I, should I, have wondered, yeah. will they be polar bears when this show airs? I believe there's just like one left on like one chunk of ice, right? Floating through the Arctic. <laughs> Last scene floating sad and skinny into the Arctic. Yeah. 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 Um, truly horrible. <laughs> the uh, death of our planet is, this,
0: <laughs> you gotta, you gotta laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in I'm in my room, and then he sees this bear and he says, No, I'm actually I'm on earth, we're doing a cultural exchange. And Frega says, Oh, well, I'm gonna come there and see for myself. And so he'll and decides she takes to the world's longest journey. It's so crazy because like in terms of like <laughs> it has really been established, not just in the movies, but in this very episode that it That's takes like a instantaneous. Yeah, yeah, it's like a second, like it's not that long.
1: Yeah,
0: and it takes her forever. And then we have this lengthy comedy sequence where Thor has to first convince everybody to stay behind to help him clean up for his mom. Well,
1: well, this is when I realized that this whole episode is a very long version of a Kids in the Hall sketch where – I forgot which two it was. I want to say it was Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald, where their wives go away for the weekend. They're like, you know what that means? We get to party all weekend. And it shows them just partying and they're partying across the whole country. (laughs) <laughs> and keep and it even keep showing like them in different spots I'll say like New Orleans Las Vegas Florida and then like they party and then they, they wake up in the morning like, oh, no, our wives are going to be home in eight hours. We've got to clean up the country. And then it just shows them in all the same places cleaning everything. And that's what this episode is. <laughs> it really is that. It yeah. really
0: is that. uh So they he convinces everybody to stay behind. He yells at them. And they're all so afraid of Frigga that they're going to stay behind and help uh, take care of the cleanup. And we go around. And this includes the gratuitous shitty joke. That I feel like in the 1940s, people probably groaned at, where Thor makes the Leaning Tower of Pieces straight, straight out of a uh, Superman. Is that three? I mean, uh, but like that existed even before that. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just like
1: I mean that's from Looney Tunes as well. Like that's really like, Looney Tunes. I
0: think too. that if this episode had been Looney Tunes, I would have a- uh, appreciated it. Yes. But it wasn't that. So like, even though when they went to Monument Valley and it did seem like it might turn into that, and I would have really enjoyed watching Captain Marvel and Thor beat each other up Looney Tunes style, it isn't that. So that joke ends up feeling stupid and heck.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. Um, The only joke at the end here that I liked is the joke of um, Thor furiously trying to scrub Thor rocks off the side of something or other. Yes, that was funny. That was yeah. funny, yeah. Um, only because you get to hear Chris Hemsworth go, which I thought I just imagine him in the fucking booth doing that.
1: Like every time somebody makes a
0: funny noise in the, in these cartoons, I think of the actor in the
1: booth. Yeah, he does that, and, and every time in the fight with Captain Marvel, every time he gets punched, he goes, which made me laugh really hard because just <laughs> Chris Hemsworth in the booth going is funny. It is funny.
0: So, um, Frigga shows up, and there is Thor. Uh,
1: they're in Venice, I think. Is that where they are? What I'm not sure scenario? this is the first time I've seen a cartoon where I was like, did they put up a backdrop? Because <laughs> it looked like they were in front of a backdrop. And I was expecting it to fall. And then you'd see like all the the mess behind it, like they hid it behind a, a curtain kind of thing. I mean, I think it's supposed to be Venice. It looks kind of like Asgard though, to
0: tell you the truth. Um, it does. so I mean I wonder if it is Asgard and they just rewrote the fucking episode at some point and they just said, yeah. like, fuck it, keep it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh frigga shows thor and the crew the crew is sitting on the ground looking at him he has these two chalkboards full of equations and um frigga shows like, away right, so you are you supposedly doing work and then all of a sudden captain marvel shows up with a ipad and she's like hey this uh has all that information on human civilization you were looking for thor old buddy yep. and uh we learn that frigga knows who captain marvel is yes she goes of course i know who you are yep as Marvel continues to try to make sure that we understand that Captain Marvel is a big deal. <laughs> no,
1: she's really been around this whole time.
0: I swear to God, she's been really active and doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> very, she's very important. So busy. You have no idea. She's so famous guys. You have no clue. Yeah. So uh, at the last joke, um, everybody's ready to leave and Thor retrieves Mjolnir. And it, when it comes to him, it's covered in like Vegas shit. It has like a just married on it and beads.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: he goes, oh mother! Uh, underwear, I can underwear, yeah, the whole thing. Let me go back to New Mexico, and Thor is picking up Jane Foster for a date, and uh, well, no, he, he's
1: leaving, right? And he's like, "I'll call you," and she's like, "Call me." You better set up a date, and she, he's like, "Okay, eight o'clock." And the Watcher tells us they live happily ever after.
0: Yeah, um, except to the Watcher's surprise, it turns out. A portal opens up and an army of Ultrons come out, and behind them is an Ultron vision. Like Ultron's face opens up and visions inside of him. Yeah,
1: and he's got and the gems got across his chest.
0: Chest, he's got the, the, the mind stone in his forehead. You know? And that is the end of the episode. Yeah. So you like
1: this one, huh? I like this one. In this, I mean, my last note literally is I hate this show so much. So I didn't. <laughs> So Like, I like this episode in the sense that I was, I was, I just gave in. I was like, okay, fine. Like, okay. Like you're not even trying show. The show is not even trying, so I'm not going to try. And that was my feeling on it. I, we, we both gave up.
0: I, you know, I, I really wanted to like it. And I, I was like, okay, I'm here for a, I like the concept you I know. like the concept, and I was like, "I'm here for the comedy episode, like the straight comedy yeah. episode, the one that like this is like Fred Hembeck, you know what I mean? Like, let's do oh, the Fred God. Hembeck episode, oh, that right? Would be amazing. And I was, I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm all for. it. Let's make this really silly. But I think let's, let's. It has to be funny. Like, it just has to be good. It's just not good. Yeah, it's got to be. Fred it's not Hembeck. that I have a problem. <laughs> right. It really yeah. Needs, yeah, it needs to be Fred Hembeck. Right. And, like, I don't mind that it's the silly episode or the dumb episode or even as I'm, like, nitpicking the little things about why does this work, why does this happen, this this happen, I mean, whatever. It's a comedy. It's a comedy. But it has to be funny. If it's funny, all sins are forgiven. I just this yes. was not that funny.
1: It's not. It's not very funny. It's
0: not. It's like – like, you know what the thing is is that it has intense – I'm just going to say it. It has intense incel energy. Um, from Jane and Thor waking up in separate beds to the whole thing being like some kind of like 1987 bro comedy but without any of like the spice to it. Like it's like so weird. Like it's like really weird. It's like really strange the way that it uses all these cliches from 1980s and 1990s teen comedies and like party comedies without ever having anything spicy or interesting. Well, yeah, well, I mean th- this is dangerous. one – we-
1: I thought a little bit about this episode too. And this is something I think Rick and Morty does really well is take outdated concepts like the nineties teen sex comedy and do a play on them where it, it's like making, it's, it's reminding us like, Hey, these were fun for their time, but it's also commenting on why they're not good and building on the characters in some way, you know? And, and I think, uh, lower decks does that as well with star Trek concepts. Right. but, This doesn't have anything to say about it is the problem. Like if the ending was he's destroying the planet by spreading a curse that forces everyone to party until they collapse or something, you're saying something about, you know, the decadence of the 80s has led to the problems of today kind of thing. Like, okay, nothing great and new being said, but you're saying something. This doesn't say anything. This has nothing to say other than remember when we used to say you're my brother from another mother. That was fun. Isn't so it funny a, if Loki says it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. it just really intensely feels <laughs> what, like what if what if Thor says parte three times? What, isn't that great?
0: Yeah, it just really feels like somebody who's just not that funny um, had to write this episode that like comedy maybe isn't their usual thing. Yeah. Like maybe like they're like the funny guy in the office. Ooh. Do you ever get like you know that is like the, like the guy who's like the funny guy in the, like 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 I'm the funny guy in the <laughs>
1: office. You <laughs> know what I
0: mean? Like, but I'm not a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And like, we'll joke on this show, but we're not, this is not a comedy podcast. We know that we're not
1: that funny. Yes, we are not, we are not comedians.
0: And so, but this is like as if we tried to write an episode of a comedy podcast and this is what we would come up with would be like something as pretty much as dire as this, as the jokes in this. Well, I'm
1: going to tell you something. I just looked it up to see who wrote this episode. You're not going to believe who wrote it. It's
0: the person who wrote that first episode, right?
1: It's uh, Paul F. Topkins. No, it's right. not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is one of the main writers and showrunner, AC Bradley. She is the head writer, and she wrote a bunch of these episodes. Yeah. And um, she, wrote, um, she wrote The for first Arrow. episode. She wrote yeah, an Arrow, delayed. which I, yeah, that's that's already a bad sign, right?
1: Um, Although she only wrote one episode of Arrow.
0: Well, there you go. um uh, hunters. She, she wrote. She wrote a couple episodes that I like. She co-wrote the um, the Hank Pym serial killer episode and she wrote the doctor strange episode although the doctor strange episode i think has too many what ifs in it we talked about that in that episode yeah. so there's
1: too many what ifs and in then the, is the hank pym one the, the one where, where the avengers all get murdered no is it the one where the watcher makes a joke or is that that a is the one?
0: one yeah that is the one yeah I, I did not like that um i think that i think that is the one where He's like ooh that
1: looks like it hurt or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and she wrote Captain Carter with the first Avenger, which is an episode that's like a good idea, but just is so poorly executed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that A.C. Bradley is not does not have a great record, per se, and does not seem to me like a comedy person. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe A.C. Bradley is a super-duper comedy person.
1: I mean, looking at A.C. Bradley's IMDb, there's not much comedy that I'm seeing here, right? Troll yeah. Hunters was not a comedy, was it? No. I'm sure it'd have funniness in it, but it's not yeah. a comedy. Yeah, and then I don't know what Three Below's Tales of Arcadia is, so maybe that was a comedy. I don't know. I don't know. think so. I think that's another fantasy show. Okay, and then Arrow is definitely not a comedy. I mean, not purposefully. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I yeah. don't know.
0: It's just not in a funny episode. I mean, that's the big fucking problem. If you're going to do a comedy episode, it's got to be a comedy. It's got to be funny. Yeah. Um, so I was super irritated by this episode. I thought you were going to hate it. I thought for sure this would be the episode that was going to fucking make you lose your mind.
1: I think it's, it's the episode that broke me is what, is what it comes down to. It's just, I was just like, okay, okay, I'm okay. this is the level we're doing. I'm done. So.
0: Um, so this episode's ending is obviously setting up the end game for the remainder of the season. I bet we might have a two-parter episode coming up. We don't really know for sure, but we have two more episodes remaining. My guess is it's a two-parter. Yeah. And my guess is that, like I said, the rumors are correct, that uh, that the Watcher is going to have to recruit an interdimensional team of heroes and villains to take on this
1: hyper-powerful Ultron. Which, why wasn't this kind of bled in throughout other previous episodes? That seems weird to me.
0: I do think that they – we have talked a couple of episodes now about the fact that we – at least I suspect that audiences don't understand anthologies. Yeah. And I suspect that they did not know that audiences didn't understand anthologies, and so they thought the audience would be surprised to find out that they are connected. And I think that, in fact, the truth is the audience was expecting them to all be connected the whole time yes that's what I, that's what i think that's that's honestly what i think i think that they say so they, they they miscalculated and thought that this was going to be a, a total like holy shit this is connected but in fact everybody's been like trying again i talked to you about like seeing comments
1: online people like this totally contradicts the events of this other episode yeah. what if and you're like what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you uh like, yeah. like I'm, I'm sure right now there are people that are like nebula shows up in this episode but she doesn't have her blonde hair <laughs> exactly you know.
0: uh so i you know i think that they thought they were setting up a big twist rooney they were going to undermine their own premise as like a fun thing but i think yeah. that you're right they should have been they should have been doing this through the whole thing yeah i mean if you're doing a big story
1: load up the story
0: like set it. Up. i also feel like at the very least have your first episode be about this ultron yeah start the season with that with the yeah. ultron taking over the universe yeah and then move on from there. Yeah. That would you know that might be how I would do
1: it. But what do I know? I'm not running a TV show. Yeah. All right, you got any other notes? Uh Renee Russo didn't give likeness rights. <laughs> uh, Thor oh, it really annoyed me that Thor didn't know how to spell his own name. I was Yeah. That I don't that yeah. bugged me.
0: Yeah, that was that's a, it's just a bad joke.
1: Yeah. Um, and I hate the show so much. My final note. All right.
0: Well, we'll be back talking about this show again next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to be behind a week because I am going to be going on vacation for a week. So this uh, next episode will be uh, – maybe not. Yeah, it'll be a little bit late. It'll be a little bit late next episode. Um, So look for it in your feeds a little bit late next week. Um, But I apologize. I just need the vacation, guys. I got to do it.
1: Um, Everybody needs I, days off, people.
0: Also, I planned this vacation long before the – air dates for what if we're known. So I, you know, this is, I've been planning this vacation since the beginning of the year. Since we, since my girlfriend got her first shot of the vaccine. Oh,
1: there you go. Yeah,
0: because she's, um, she has a chronic illness. She's uh, 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 getting treated for cancer. Yeah. She's immunocompromised. So we take it very seriously. And so when she got the vaccine, we were like, you know what? This is how dumb we are. She got the first shot of the vaccine and we said, you know what? The vaccine's here. You know what? By the fall, this is all going to be good. It's all going to be good. Like, everybody's going to get the vaccine. It's going to be good. We just could not have imagined what was going to happen. So
1: uh, I was was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, are you going to get a flu shot this year? I said, why? I'm still going to be wearing a mask all winter. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to get a flu shot this year. I'm going
0: to get a flu shot every year from now on. Yeah. You know what? Like, going a whole year without getting sick
1: was pretty cool. I just want to be clear on this. Doctor takes your blood pressure, says, my God. And you're like, I'm going to go get fries. Uh, the flu shot you're going to get. I can get it at CVS. It's not going to the doctor. It doesn't count. <laughs> I'm just saying
0: like. Anything you can do at CVS. You had a blood pressure like thing
1: and you're like, ah, whatever.
0: It's but, called a hypertensive crisis and I was in the stroke zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. shit happens, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Shit happens. Uh, anyway, uh, so this, we have, this episode will be a little bit late uh, next week. Uh, bear with us. We appreciate your patience. Uh, Derek, where can they, until then, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WH underscore Woolhat. hat. You can find me on Twitter at Devin CF, although I'm not thinking about trying to take the week off of the internet. Well, I in mean, general, if you're going right? on vacation, you should probably, it's hard because like when you're on vacation, you want to share pictures and shit, you know, like, but that's fun. what Instagram's for. Yeah. But I want to be off the internet.
1: But I, I like, if you're going to go onto the internet to share pictures, go to Instagram, don't go to Twitter. Cause then you're going to start scrolling through Twitter and get caught up in like some dumb shit.
0: Yeah, I know, but then how am I going to talk to my girlfriend about dumb shit happening on the internet if um, I'm not looking at Twitter?
1: Well, yeah, think about how much more time you'll be able to tell her about the things from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really running yeah. low on that. Now, now we're going to discuss uh, Square One TV. I made her watch a whole episode of Land of the Lost last week. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God.
0: It was the episode written by Walter Koenig, Chekhov from Star Trek, where they introduced Enoch – and they discover that Sleestacks are um, actually um, from the future because Enoch thinks that he has traveled back into the past. He's a stack. He thinks he's from the future and he's traveled back into the distant past of his own people because they're so savage. Yeah. And then in the episode, they discover that, no, he's actually traveled to the future and the, his society is going to collapse into savagery. Oh. Um and the, half the episode is talking about fourth-dimensional physics and time portals and crystals. <laughs> and I was like, this is for children. This is a show for children. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not that, it's not that it's adult. It's just that it's like fucking endless sci-fi technobabble. It's like yep. 15 minutes of technobabble in a show aimed at 8-year-olds. Yep. It's truly crazy.
1: I, we used to have a lot of weird stuff back then. They, I, uh, not to spend too much time talking about other podcasts, but I was listening to the Best Bits podcast, and they were discussing – return to Oz and how it's like this is a kids movie that opens up with with Dorothy from the wizard of Oz being sent to an insane asylum <laughs> like, like like this is this is what we grew up on was like yeah she goes to an insane asylum and then they give her shock treatments electroshock therapy and then she goes to Oz and everything's crazy there and there's monsters everywhere and it's a nightmare and it's like yeah this is this is us yeah then um, nothing destroys you know like like we had horrific things, which um, is why I think I like Cruella, which I just watched because it reminded mm, me of that kind of stuff. You know, I wish I, I wish I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun.
0: I wish I I I I wish it had balls. I think it kind of did, like no, not like to she, that level, but like she's like she's this is a character who is who is gonna. In fact, it's so weird that they spoilers for Cruella, they reveal that she gave them the dogs that she's going to try to skin later. Yeah, that
1: was weird. That was Isn't that weird. wild? Yeah.
0: That's not that's I got like a, I got
1: real excited when when it was like she killed my dogs and turned them into a into a dress. I was like that's crazy. And then she didn't. I was like that's too bad. Yeah, but that's she didn't. Funny.
0: Yeah, I thought yeah. it was real bullshit. Um I there was parts that I thought were okay, but I thought it in general was
1: I enjoyed it. Bullshit.
0: Overall, I enjoyed watching it,
1: you know.
0: I think it just does not balls. It just it's not it's not it's, not a, it's one of these like, you know, it's, she's like one of the definitive villain she's a villain there's no there's no backstory that will ever make you go oh i understand why she wanted to skin puppies like this is yeah. no backstory that makes that work and yet and they didn't even really try like they just end the movie like
1: she's not really a villain like it's like really weird See, yeah i felt like at the end of the movie she is a villain she becomes a full villain at the end no she becomes like a like cool thief yeah, I guess. Well, it's. Do you know what I mean? Really? Like,
0: she's like, it's like a cool. She's like a cool gangster, not yeah. like a villain. Like cooler, the villain again wants to skin puppies. Yes, that's vital for you to understand. She wants to skin puppies. Yes. So I just think that's the problem with the movie. Anyway, if you like listening to us talk about bullshit like this, you might like listening to us talk about bullshit like this on other podcasts, including Mm -hmm. The Bad Batch, our weekly Star Wars TV show podcast. We're currently talking about Star Wars Rebels on that show. Uh, Next week, we'll talk about Star Star Wars Visions. Which don't be afraid to answer my text about that if you want. I'm still thinking about it. So we got time because I'm going to go on vacation. So we're not going to (laughs) be able to talk about it for another week anyway. So I'm thinking, I've
1: only watched one short. I haven't even watched more than one. Uh, I've watched three of them i think the first one's incredible with the yeah with the the, the running? one. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking incredible that, I mean, I i've know. enjoyed all three that i watch i thought all three of that i've seen are really yeah good. i Except, mean I'm, well, there's one thing i'm gonna save it for when we do it because i think it's a very good joke so I'm gonna okay save, save it,
0: the but, joke yeah. um but i thought the first one was fucking amazing like i just put it on to have it on like while i was eating breakfast and i was like yeah. holy shit this is great yeah um Anyway, we had to do that. That's available only to subscribers of the Patreon. The Patreon's at www.patreon.com slash cinemasanga. Sanga is spelled S-A-N-G-H-A. That's $1 a month. $1 yeah. gets you that show. but Gets you four episodes a month. Four episodes usually. a month. And then so they go like an hour and a half. So that's like a lot of fucking time. Yeah, like six hours a month. Between a this dollar.
1: and that, you're up to three hours a week with us. We're trying to convince them to subscribe. <laughs> People like long podcasts. Be- Our comments constantly tell you, I like it when they're long. I know. And you're so against it. Uh, the other show
0: that we have is called Watchmen. That's a monthly show, and that's a superhero movie deep dive podcast. We watch superhero movies and talk about them at length. Our last episode is Shang-Chi. So if you're listening to Marvel Vision and want to hear us talk about other Marvel movies, it's only going to happen on Watchmen. Shang-Chi is the current episode. That's available. And coming up in a couple weeks, will be... Venom Two, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, the um the post credit scene for that leaked. Oh, did it? I'm not going to talk about it here. It's a pretty big deal. Okay, so say stay in the theater for the post credit scene. There you go. And then uh, the next episode we're going to do is Venom 2, then it's going to be The Eternals, then it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. And then once we run out of new superhero movies to talk about, we're going to open up to voting, and you get to choose what old superhero movie we talk about. And that's probably going to be January, so that's going to be pretty fun.
1: Um, January, February. I I don't think there's any movies. I don't think
0: there's any movies. January, February. Yeah, we're gonna do two months of old movies. It's gonna be fun. Um, and so that's available for five dollars a month. You also get the Bad Batch with that, so you get a lot of lot of podcasts, and then plus all the writing on Cinema So It's pretty good. Pretty good deal. Uh, but if you can't, we appreciate you listening just right now anyway. And if you can't subscribe, one Mm -hmm. way you can help us is to rate and
1: review us on your podcasting app of choice. Holy shit! This is the first time we've said that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> if it's a good, end,
1: and then afterwards i'm like oh, i forgot to say right, review.
0: if it's a good if it's a good review if it's a bad review keep it to yourself frankly yeah
1: what um, if you gave us good reviews
0: why would you have made it through an hour and 40 minutes of this shit if you don't like the show like i can't even imagine <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening this far you hopefully you like the show enough to at least give us a courtesy five-star review you know what I mean? like if you don't mean it like you'd be like at eh, three and a half really like i, I listen to this on doing laundry like it's like not that yeah. it's just it's just background noise but just give us the courtesy five yeah it's like it's like an Uber. You have to give the guy a five, or else he gets fired. Or like maybe, that's
1: that's how Uber works. Maybe you're like our father, who only listens to the first twenty minutes while we talk about random bullshit, and then turns it off, which is weird. He
0: did listen to the Marvel shows previously because we were giving him information. He was watching those shows, and he didn't yeah. understand anything.
1: Yeah, but and now he's. Stopped. He's, he's definitely not movie. watching What If. There's not yeah. a fucking chance on earth. So I feel good saying this because he's definitely not listening to this right now. Well, I mean, I spoke to him last week and he, he said, Yeah, I listen to like the first 20 minutes of them when you guys talk about like your lives and whatnot. And I enjoy that. But the moment you start talking about the movies or whatever, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. All right. He was we'll very see excited that on, uh, I guess, The Last Rebels, we discussed how our family members die. He was very excited when I told I'm him. He was actually like, oh, I very, I
0: to I'm actually not surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> We will talk to you guys again soon. Thanks so much for listening, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. We do it all because of you. Thank you so much. And until we meet again next week, may be happy, may be healthy, may be safe. But most of all, may you remain a true believer.